friends, welcome back to the Lost in Life podcast. Do you ever feel like you're an imposter? Like your insecurities are holding you back from reaching your goals and getting ahead at work or school? For many people, these feelings of insecurity and worthlessness are known as imposter syndrome. But don't fret, there's a way to overcome it. And we're going to talk about that today in today's podcast. Namely, we're going to talk about three things. The first is, what is imposter syndrome and how it affects us? Secondly, you're going to learn how to recognize the signs of imposter syndrome. And finally, I'm going to give you three really powerful tips to overcome imposter syndrome so you can be free to unleash your true potential and be free of all these things. So, Let's talk about imposter syndrome first of all. This is basically a psychological pattern of thought, speech or behavior where a person doubts themselves and they feel like they don't deserve to be where they are. I think this is something that most of us, including me, have felt at some point or another. You basically have this fear that other people are going to find out you're a fraud or that you're incompetent, even if you have evidence to the contrary. It's the internal feeling or experience that you're not as competent and worthy as other people believe you to be. People who suffer from this imposter syndrome often feel like they succeeded because of luck, circumstance or some other factor outside of your control and not because they deserved and earned the right to be in the position that they're in. And like with many things in life, this is a mental pattern that we can break free from, as I'll explain in today's podcast. But it's also important, I think, to recognize that imposter syndrome is influenced by a variety of social structures, of privileges, of our proximity to or away from power, and things like education, gender status, our physical and mental health will also play a role. For example, if you were a refugee from Sudan and you'd come from a war-torn country and suddenly you've been given all these um, opportunities and access to things because of those disadvantages, you might feel like you have imposter syndrome. I'll talk a little bit about how I've experienced it in my career as well. So it's important to recognize uh, social structures also play a role in some people having more, um, a greater likelihood to experience imposter syndrome than others. So let's talk about the signs. How do you recognize if you are struggling with this? Well, the first thing is self-doubt. You might experience this on a consistent basis across a variety of areas in your life. For example, feeling like I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And so self-doubt is one clue. The second clue is attributing your success to external factors. For example, I just got here because I'm lucky. I just got here because somebody else gave me this opportunity, not because I deserve or earn this. And that links to the next sign, which is berating your own performance and comparing it to other people. Someone else could do this so much better than I could. I don't deserve this opportunity because someone else in my same, in my shoes, they would do so much better. The next sign is the fear that you won't live up to other people's expectations. And they'll find out that basically you're not as good as they initially thought. And so you might have the thought or the the cognitive pattern of what's the point? I'm never going to be as good as people think. And the final one is actually a trigger or a response, a reaction to these thoughts and feelings, and that's overachieving. 
of feeling like you need to do more to prove and show that you're worthy of this so that no one finds out the truth that you are an imposter at some level. Now, as you're listening to these signs and you feel like this applies to you, what can you do about it? I want you to consider the following questions. First of all is, which, if any, seem most applicable to me and why? Of the things I've listed, which one seems the most applicable to you? And why is that the case? Secondly, who could you be and where might you be if you were able to let go of these limiting beliefs? Because they are limiting. We all have beliefs. Some of them limit us and some of them push us forwards. They empower us. And it's important to recognize which of our beliefs are helpful and which of them are not. And so where could you be if you were able to let go of this unconscious or conscious belief that you're an imposter? The next one, next question to think about is, did I choose this belief and did I choose to think this way or did I inherit this idea from somewhere? Did I inherit this idea from my family, my friends, my culture? But did I truly choose to believe this? And finally, what would I like to believe about my talents and abilities? If I got to choose, if I got to design the way I think of myself, what would that be? So a couple of things to think through there, because imposter syndrome can affect people in many different ways, but one of the most common is a feeling of constant anxiety and leading that, leading you to fueling extra motivation and doing even, even more. So let's give you some practical examples here. So let's say, for example, you made a TikTok video and it performed really, really well. You got millions of views on that one video despite the fact that it only took you 10 or 15 minutes to make. And I've actually got a coaching client who experienced this. You see lots of other creators and friends who are working really hard to get the same or less of the success that you got. And so you start feeling like a bit of a fraud because it you took you 10 minutes. It was really easy for you. And so from then on, you end up over-preparing and you work even harder than you actually need to so that no one discovers how much of a fraud you are. And this leads you to what I call the anxious motivated state where you work hard, but you do more than you need to. You kind of overcomplicate things and your actions are coming from this space of nervousness and unease rather than that initial sense of fun and freedom that you had at the beginning. And when you're in that state of fun and freedom, you access what's known as the flow state and things come really easily. And this is just one example of many. You could apply these same feelings to so many areas of your life. I know I do the same thing. Uh, To give you a real world example from my own life, a couple of years ago, I got to continue my journey of developing my active citizen skills at an organization and a retreat called Campaign Bootcamp. This is a week-long training that helps you become a better campaigner on causes that you care about. Now, I was someone who at the time had ticked two boxes. One was coming from an ethnic minority background as a British Asian person. And second was I lived outside London at the time in Birmingham, in central, in in the heart of the UK. And so I was able to access a grant, a scholarship to take part in the program. I got to take part in it for free. And this meant it covered all of my expenses. And as part of this BME scholarship, they called it, On the last day, I actually got to meet one of the most well-known and influential campaigners in the UK, someone called Baroness Chakrabarti. 
Now, I, I still remember the moment that I got to speak to her. We got taken out of the room and we sat at a table. We got to have a coffee. And there was just four or five of us away from the rest of the 30 or 40 people who were on this program. And I instantly felt those things that I mentioned earlier on in the podcast. I felt like my success was because of external factors. I just got lucky. I had self-doubt. I had fear. I felt like I needed to show that I needed to you know, be worth this opportunity. I needed to make sure I got the most out of it because I didn't deserve to be here. It was just like a random lottery ticket I was given. And so instantly I felt this sense of unworthiness and self-doubt. Um, I hadn't done anything to deserve. I wasn't even a real campaigner. What had I even done to this point? Now, thankfully for me at the time, I had the ability to verbalize how I felt and I told Shami uh, very openly and honestly that, you know, I feel a little bit uncomfortable here because I don't know what I did to deserve this opportunity. And we had a conversation about this of feeling like I was an imposter. And what she said to me is, here's what you have to understand. This opportunity, though it's coming to you, it's not about you. You represent a community in Birmingham of Indian people whose parents came from Kenya in your instance and that means you have a lived experience that most other people here don't have and so your voice matters because it represents your community it represents your grandfather your parents your friends who also come from the same community and so when you develop a campaign when you create a campaign you're going to come from a different place. You're going to come from a different experience. And that's valuable because it brings diverse voices, in this instance, to the campaigning world, which is predominantly white, male, middle class. And so, like she said, it wasn't about me, but it was given to me. And so I accepted it with open arms. And and I want to talk a little bit about, well, if you have a similar feeling of feeling like an imposter and now we've got a fair idea of what this imposter syndrome thing is and some of the signs what can you do about it how can you overcome this damaging way of thinking so that you can continue to flourish and thrive in your life today so there's really three very simple but powerful ideas that I like to use that have always worked for me and I've worked for so many of my life coaching clients that I work with one-to-one and many others now the first one is a very simple one. It's a journaling prompt and it is, the truth is, I deserve this because. So my first suggestion is that you reflect and journal on this feeling. Once you've identified where in your life you might feel like an imposter, I want you to write down your thoughts freely. You could write this on the notes app on your phone, whatever you prefer, but I just want you to use this statement to help you. The truth is, I deserve this because. Another example is I recently moved house and the house I'm living in, I could never afford. And I simply am here in this situation and in this position because 20 or 30 years ago, my dad just happened to buy a property for £50,000 at the time, which is ridiculous in central London now. And we did that house up, we renovated it. I took part in the redevelopment of it and the designing of it. And so when I moved, I felt like, well, I didn't really earn this. I didn't buy this, but it kind of came to me. And so one of the things, and I got this from Ali Abdal, of those of you who watch his videos on YouTube, he talked about this thing of having unfair advantages in life. And I, it was a real mental battle for me to let go and 
just with an open heart and open arms receive this opportunity of living in this house um i can think of so many other people who i believe would be better off living here who deserve it who i wish they had the same opportunities i know people who complain and wish they had the same opportunity so what do i do in this situation where i'm able to live in this house well the way i like to look at it is using this journaling technique the truth is i deserve this because now on its own this activity makes sense but where you get the most benefit and what most people won't do and where i like to take it further is i try to write down at least 10 different reasons and for each one it's not just a single line i like to write go into real detail i deserve this because other people in the generations before me that i represent through my life they suffered they struggled they didn't have this opportunity and my parents love me they love me unconditionally and i want to accept and receive that love and i know out of all the people out there i'll really take this with gratitude with grace and i'll try to make the best of this i can't control the unfair advantages that i receive but what i can do is control what i do with them i can control the power that i have as an able bodied man and use it to shine a light on people who don't have those advantages and i can use that and everyone has some kind of unfair advantage in life and i really believe it's really important to uh, embrace them be aware of them as well and to take them with grace to, with dignity you know and to understand the context of yes there are people who pray for what i take for granted and so i'm not going to take it for granted and that doesn't mean i have to live here feeling bad about it feeling sad about it but really just making the best of it and that's where if you remember in school there used to be a, a writing technique p e e point evidence and explanation i like using that with this journaling exercise so you write down the truth is i deserve this because and then you come up with your point your evidence and your explanation because here's the thing if you suffer from imposter syndrome like i am and all of us do your mind is not just going to change overnight and these new beliefs that you're trying to create that takes time and that needs evidence and explanation to prove to your brain and to your heart that you do deserve this and whether you believe that or not you have it so make the best of it and stop wasting time complaining ultimately as well the second thing that really helps and i got this from tiktok actually so a uh, shout out to whoever it was on tiktok that i saw this to uh, had had shared this and it's this brilliant idea of flipping the statement so instead of asking yourself am i worthy of this opportunity or something along those lines whenever something good happens in your life instead ask yourself is this worthy of me is this a good chance for me is this an opportunity worthy of me and why i love this is because it's really simple and it's a powerful reframe of something that we all need reminding of that our true worth it doesn't lie outside of us it lies inside of us and when we ask better questions we find better answers and this is a great example of that where we stop questioning ourselves and we start inquiring we start getting curious about the opportunity and looking at well how well does this align with my goals with my values with my ambition with my vision and in the case of you know this house for example it's not my long term plan to live here for free um and i can look at it that way it's my 
short-term plan to make the most of it and to flip this and the cards I was dealt to help others, to create free content, to um, use my coaching skills, to hustle and work hard every single day so that other people can rely on me, so I can look after my parents, for example, in their retirement. Because I see this as an investment. They're investing in me. And similarly, you can never pay these things back, but you can pay them forwards. Um, This is something that I'm going to be heavily referencing in my next mixtape, the idea that you can't pay people back for what they've done for you, but you can certainly pay it forward. And I think this applies here. So if you're in a similar situation, so many of us, especially those of us who um, live in London, for example, it's very expensive to live here, but I'm sure the case is the same all over the world. You might not be able to access or afford those opportunities that are out there in the world, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't accept them. And it doesn't mean you should accept, you shouldn't accept the help. Um, what someone said to me recently, a, re- a really powerful statement, in fact, that we often are capable, more capable than we realize, but we also need more help than we realize. And that's okay. And I think there's a really uh, toxic, positive messages out message out there that we have to do it all on our own. And it's just about you as the individual conquering everything and figuring everything out and doing it perfectly and actually I think we need to counter that and these days what I'm gravitating more towards is being imperfect doing it wrong getting it wrong failing and learning along the way and having fun along the way and doing it with the help of so many people who allowed me to get here um, to be able to record this podcast today. So we never achieve success or failure alone. So don't kid yourself, accept the help and do what you can with it. So change the sentence from, am I worthy to, is this worthy of me? And it's so much more powerful. And the final two things are, first of all, unfollow and moderate your feed. Um, one of the best things that I did during last year in 2020 and that year of lockdowns and restrictions is cut down the number of people I follow online. If you look at my Instagram, and I use Instagram a lot um, for work, but also just for scrolling, let me be honest, like I'm not perfect. um, I noticed that my screen time increased massively and I'm spending way more time looking at how well other people seem to be doing, how they were running programs and doing things. Um, So many businesses and podcasts and things started during the lockdown last year. And I just realized, you know what? I'm just overwhelmed with the amount of content out there. And I was doing that classic thing of that we all do um, of comparing my behind the scenes to other people's highlight reels. And not only was this damaging, but it also fed that sense of being an imposter. Like if I'm so great and such a leader in life, why am I not doing what all these other people are doing? Why am I less consistent than Joe Wicks? Why am I not on his level? Why haven't I released a book yet? Why haven't I done this? And I think most of us know how damaging that self-comparison trap is, especially in the world of fake influencers and filtered feeds and photoshop and all that stuff Um, but we also assume that we are exempt from that rule and that's one of the things I learned from Brené Brown's book Daring Daring Greatly that the more you think and, and you might be aware of how damaging social media can be but the more you believe that you are exempt from things like that the more likely you are to actually be susceptible to those things. So accept that you're also part of the rule. Um, You might be an outlier, great, but there's no harm in assuming that you're a part of the majority. And I also want to preface this by saying 
Social media isn't inherently a bad thing and it gets so much of a bad rap these days, but I do think that it needs moderation. Following, um, in my case, the lives of over 2,000 people was way too much to, for me. So I just set a rule that I'm not going to follow more than 100, 100 people. Because imagine if you had 2,000 people in your room every single day. That's quite overwhelming to keep up with 2,000 people's lives. And then you're comparing that to your own. And all you've done today is eat a pot noodle and have a nap and maybe do like a couple of hours of really productive work. So reduce how much you're taking in. And this way I've found I'm allowing a lot less to enter my mind on a daily basis. And I'm able to be a lot more present with my day-to-day reality. And I love that. It helped me to see and focus on who am I being? How am I choosing to be? And most importantly, moving away from the ideas of how I'm supposed to be. And in my case, you know, I'm following so many interesting, insightful people, but that was too much. There's too many ideas, too many positive messages. I just want to be real. I just want to have my dominoes, uh, as long as it's vegan, and work at my own pace and just have a lot quieter life and be a lot more minimalist and essential with who I follow and what I'm taking in and what information. And one of the things you got to give yourself license for here is you will connect. And because I think there was a fear of what if I miss out on what my friends are talking about, but actually you don't. And the people who have eyes to see and ears to listen, they will respond and they will get it and you will catch up with them in person. So don't be afraid to unfollow people, um, except for me, obviously. Uh, and the last last idea that I want to share with you today is reduce your proximity bias. Our brains, they fall victim to all kinds of, as I mentioned, inherited beliefs that are not our own faults and biases. And the truth is we delete, we generalize and we distort things all the time to fit our mental movie and our stories. We misunderstand things, we judge, we stereotype, we change reality in ways that we don't even notice half the time. And one of those things is something called the proximity bias. And that's the idea that the closer we are to something, the less we value it. So have you, for example, ever bought a new mobile phone and then a new model comes out a few months later at the Apple keynote or the Samsung or whatever your thing is. And then all of a sudden your shiny new phone just doesn't seem as great, does it? Um, The same can be said with loads of different things. And that's the proximity bias in effect. And where we do this most, and I am very guilty of this um, to the point where I would say very openly, this is probably my weakness, is with ourselves, with underestimating just how valuable, how powerful and how incredible we really are. And I know that's cliche, but I can really relate to this idea. Um, The longer we have something, whether it's a business idea or a fantastic partner or relationship, the less our brains, and this is not us, but our brains, tend to place value on it and in essence we take things for granted and now the solution is obviously going to be something that you're already aware of and that is practicing gratitude and wanting less um, especially with yourself and what you're worth but here's the thing that we miss when we hear this common and it's almost to the point of toxic positivity again this prescription that everyone's always talking about of being gratitude is that gratitude doesn't just fall into your lap because you're aware that you should be grateful is something you actually, just like doing repetitions at the gym, you've got to practice it every single day. You've got to keep that sense of gratitude in check 
but also you've got to work on it. And one of the things that I've been doing that's been really powerful for me is keeping a five-year journal. Everyone knows about journaling, but I've got a five-year journal where every day I write a couple of lines about the day, a couple of things I did well, a couple of things that stood out to me about my life, nothing crazy or um, complicated. Most of the time it's like I woke up, I had my morning chai and I got on with my work. But over time, what's happening is that I can see what I did on that day, but also the year before. So each page has a paragraph for each year over a five-year period. And so this allows me to compare where I am today with where I was last year. And it also lets me check in and take stock of how great, or even just how decent, it doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10, but just a 7 or a 6 out of 10 um, my day was. And that, in my book, I think, is very, very acceptable because it compounds over time. And one of the things I really believe in, I got this from Stoic philosophy, is that things are never as bad as they seem and they're never as good as they seem. And so learning to remain equanimous throughout life, not getting too caught up in the highs and too caught up in the lows is a very good practice because it keeps you fairly steady. And that's something funny that I've noticed with this practice that gratitude, it doesn't add to my life at all. It compounds, it multiplies. It's like it's a dial on my screen and I'm turning all the colors and the vibrance off. And now when I see how what felt like a decent day on at the time over a week or a month, it's quite quite good. Like I live a very good life, a very nice life. And um, it reminds me of how awesome that is and how wonderful that is as well. So I no longer disregard my value or my worth quite so much. And another thing I've been doing alongside that um, in, in regards to this proximity bias and taking my value for granted is actually writing down and sharing all of the great messages that I receive on YouTube um, in particular, because one of the things is I get so many messages every single day, so many comments, and 99.9% of them are really positive that you kind of become immune to that um, unless you actually sit down and take a second to really sit with a, the fact that like someone commented, like commenting on a, on a YouTube video is actually a big thing. I watch loads of YouTube videos. I don't really comment that much. So when someone comments and they write not just great video, but hey, um, someone, someone wrote something recently on a video about grief that said, my toddler strangled himself on um, those, uh, the thing that you use to open and close blinds, a string. And this video, I was broken and it helped me to realize I can continue. I still have resilience and power. And that, that's such a deep, powerful comment. The fact that my actions and my content helped someone to feel that way. Wow. Um, that's amazing. So that's something that I've also been doing. So let me hand this over to you because this podcast is by no means about me. It's about you and the journey of following your inner compass that you are on. And my main aim today was to help you understand it's really normal to feel like an imposter. And it's something you will feel at various moments in your life. Embrace that, lean into it. But notice it and I want you to get quicker at noticing it. And, you know, in the previous episode, I talked about feather tap bus and that philosophy. So if you haven't heard that, go check it out. It's a very short episode. I think it's like five, 10 minutes. But noticing things at a very minute level, being very sensitive and aware so that you can move to greater and greater alignment and stay in that place. Because imposter syndrome is something that affects so many people in life. But when we're unaware, we 
lose power and control over our behaviors. We're guided by these subconscious, sub-level emotions and feelings that we're not in control of, we didn't choose, we inherited them. And so we act out and we react. And then what happens is we lose control of our lives and ourselves and we're unhappy. And I don't want that for you. I don't think you want that for you either. So um, I hope this episode has helped you understand what imposter syndrome is and how it affects people, how you can counter that. And you've got some really good tips there. I'll just recap them. So they were writing down and journaling. The truth is I deserve this because I'm really going deep, writing down 10 different reasons and paragraphs as much detail as you can. The second thing I said was changing the sentence of am I worthy to is it worthy of me? Because you are powerful and valuable, my friend. The third one I said was unfollow and moderate your feed as I have. And the last and final tip was reduce your proximity bias and and just increase that uh, practice of gratitude. So a couple of prompt questions that I want to leave you with today to think about. So first thing is, what is the simplest, easiest thing that you can do now based on what you learned in this episode? Because this is not about being a self-development junkie and listening to loads of podcasts. It's about taking action. Being a practitioner is more important than being an academic of personal development. Please don't make that mistake. So what's the one simple thing that you can do today based on what you've learned? Question two for you to reflect on is, how can you be better at recognizing the signs of imposter syndrome, not just in yourself, but other people? Because when we label something and we understand it, it nullifies its power and control over us. And so I would love for you to be a leader in your life that just notices, hey, I think this is what there is. And here's a podcast you can listen to that will help with that. And the final two questions is, who could you ask for help? That would be of great benefit straight away for you who could you ask for help that would immediately be of great benefit and finally what can I remind myself of the next time feelings of doubt hamper me and stop me what can I remind myself of so I hope you enjoyed today's episode a little bit longer than normal Uh, let me know what you think when you are listening I think we currently have like 30 or 40 regular listeners is something I'm just doing for fun on the side. I'm not expecting crazy results. So if you listen this far, like I genuinely would get value from you messaging me. So send me a DM at BX on Instagram or send me an email. My email is support at keshavbutt.com. And that's it, my friends. Absorb what's useful that I shared today. Discard what isn't and add what's uniquely your own. Keep following your inner compass and really just believe in yourself. And uh, I will see you in next week's episode of the Lost in Life podcast. And I'll see you then. So yeah, take care and make sure you message me if you got this far. Peace. <laughs>